This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We were talking to Ryan and Ewan from the, the Sheepdogs, and we asked the guys what they've been up to during the pandemic, and this was Ewan's answer. I got into whiskey, and, and I played a lot of Super Nintendo. Those are my, <laughs> those are my likes. <laughs> What's the greatest Super Nintendo game of all time, Ewan? Well, you know, I, everyone likes Zelda and stuff, Mario Kart, but uh, there's a little known game from... Uh, 1992 called super batter up baseball and it's like a <laughs> really bad game but my brother and i have been playing it for 20 plus 30 you know 30 years or whatever and it's like based on the 1991 season with real stats and player names so uh the jays are really good uh the the bash brother oakland a's are good with like ricky henderson and stuff so it's a lot of fun just imagine the rivalry between the brothers oh yeah Throwing controllers at each other's heads. Oh my god, I can remember <laughs> playing video games with my brother. It would get real intense to the point where if I won, he would chase me around the house and like beat me up if I beat him in certain games. He'd actually plug your controller in though, Jim. He would allow me to actually play. Uh, he wouldn't just give me the phantom controller. Because <laughs> that is the classic older sibling move. No, no, you're playing. Yeah. Don't worry, Jim, you're playing. No, it works. Just press the buttons. Mm-hmm. I think hitting a baseball is one of the most satisfying feelings in life, even if it's in a video game. Just, life, just the timing, yeah. Yeah, just feeling like you, you, you hit it out of the mm-hmm. park is just a fantastic feeling, mm-hmm. right? And just that sound. Sometimes in real life, mostly in video games, where it goes, a boo <laughs> And you, depending on the sound, you know it's going for the fence. Yeah. Boop, Here it goes. <laughs> Catching a catching a ball is also a satisfying feeling. Yeah, true, true. But have you ever hit a ball at, like out of the park before? I don't know if I have to be honest. I did only once. I never will again. It was a total fluke because I'm not a baseball player. But yeah, it, yeah. I've never dunked a basketball either because I'm I'm never going to. I'm I just not in my body type. But I did hit one out of the fence and best moment of my life, hands down. I've gotten home runs, but I think they've been. Down the right field line in the Parkers. <laughs> that right? feels pretty good too, though. To be yeah. honest, it, it, it's not the dinger over the fence. I'm sure. Yeah, but the excitement of somebody wheeling you around third, though, and your flip flops go flying. <laughs> you gotta hustle, <laughs> right? You gotta, you you got gotta wheels. stay focused. Watch that coach. Is he telling you yeah. to go? Is he telling? <laughs> he's telling me to go. Oh, well, the guy in right field spent too much time in the beer tent. We got a chance at this. But case in point, Jim, you've done it once. And I, your eyes just lit yeah. up when you were telling us about oh, it. Oh, I still remember. It was Corn Fest 2011. <laughs> Mitchell, Ontario yeah. Corn Fest. Oh, it was amazing. Saturday night. And were you, like, people buying your rounds all night after that, or? No. No, you only, I think only the rounds come if you strike out, right? So if a guy strikes out, he has to buy everyone beers. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But... You got that memory. You're going to be in the old folks' home. <laughs> I <you> remember. <laughs> telling, the, telling the nurse who's wiping you down, the, <laughs> one time at Mitchell Cornfest, I hit it over the fence. Sure you did, Mr. Kelly. Sure you did. <laughs> Lisa Headley, she works in long-term care, and she's always listening to Taz and Jim. Hey, Lisa. Hey, good morning. Morning. This is cool. Jim, Lisa was inspired by a couple things. One, she loves your Ontario hookup story that you wrote. 
where you mentioned uh, 40-something Ontario small towns in a story, and and that went viral. Everybody loves listening to that thing. And she was also inspired by her love for the tragically hip. And you wanted to write a similar poem about your experience getting your second dose of the vaccine, Lisa. Why don't you take it away? Okay, this is a long post, but please, guts the polar bear with me. Today, I have a new vaccination scar. It's been a long time running, but was well worth the wait. No one had to twist my arm or hold three pistols to my head, and I found the courage to get my second shot. I am fully, completely vaccinated. I wasn't the least bit scared, and with will and determination and grace, you can do it too. Now, tonight, I may have leg fever, but nothing that a little Willie Nelson and maybe some wine, a.k.a. beer, won't cure. Just knowing that someday soon I won't have to be the last recluse or stand at the lonely end of the rink is causing fireworks to explode in my mind. Just think, soon I can be the highway girl again, jump in my El Dorado, travel to Bob Cajun, go to the Boots and Hearts Festival, not, go watch the Brandon Wheat Kings play hockey or get a hotel room, browse the gift shop and say, good night, Attawapiskat. It feels like I was 38 years old when this whole thing started. The end is in view, and soon we will all be looking for a place to happen. Stay safe and happy, and just remember, this is no dress rehearsal. This is our life, and it's a hell of a good life if you don't weaken. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that was, was so incredible. Much, there was so much going on. It was it was well written, densely packed. I counted 22, Taz. Did you, were you counting along? Yeah, I got about 22 or 23. I wasn't sure. Do you have a Some are more lyrics than than Yeah, there's a couple yeah, could have been sure. the Willie Nelson. Yeah. Could have been the wine. <laughs> but yeah, for a hip fan, uh, I think it's very commendable. You did a great job there. How are you Thank feeling you. after your second shot? Absolutely fine. Good. Nothing to worry about, folks. Get out there and get your shot. Rest in peace, MC Kevin. This is sad. What a way to go. Mm. Talk about an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> this guy was riding high, dancing yeah. with the devil, honestly. He sure was. MC Kevin, if you don't know, uh, he is a uh, was a Brazilian pop star. I got one of his videos here pulled up on YouTube. Have you ever heard MC Kevin's work? I haven't heard it, no. First of all, great name. MC Kevin. <laughs> it's so simple. MC Kevin. Get Especially for a Brazilian cross. guy. You'd yeah. think it'd be more Brazilian. There he is, MC Kevin. In his music videos, he's got the scantily clad ladies dancing around him, and he he definitely enjoyed that lifestyle. Got him into some trouble, though. He was a newlywed. MC Kevin recently married, but... On Sunday night, he was having a menage a trois with a a woman and one of his buddies. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-huh. That type, that dimension. Yes. There was, so it was him, his buddy, and another woman were having a threesome when he heard a knock at the door of their hotel room. And he panicked. He thought it was his new wife. So he did what any any guy would do. He went out on the, the window ledge of the hotel 
And then he tried to escape by jumping onto another ledge. Oh, he missed, no. and he plummeted to his death on the uh, the pool deck of this this hotel complex. That's a shame. That is just sad. I mean, it's just. I mean, you got to get the sheet rope. You got to tie two sheets together. I mean, I'm sure he's never been in this situation before, so if, you know, mistakes happen. But you're, that's that's just a dangerous move. Yeah, always have an escape plan if you're going to be having a menage a trois. Even not even a physical escape plan. Like, why would you just not? Your buddy's already there with the girl too. So there's, you could just say it was them too, and you just hide in the bathroom. Say, I was. Oh, you know how it is. I was just giving them some privacy. I, I was looking at my phone. Because mm-hmm. if there was two girls in there, you can't you can't get a you can't talk your way out much of that more one. difficult. Yeah. absolutely. Unless they had, unless him and the buddy had been caught doing this sort of thing before, and this is their their move. Yeah. Hmm. And and then the wife, you know, whatever. Uh, he panicked. Well, you hear the yeah. It wasn't the wife. Is the worst part. It was oh, another one no. of his buddies. It was one of his friends. So he passed away. Awful. And he got caught. Yeah. Cheating as well. And it wasn't even his wife. This is the worst case scenario. Yeah. This is the worst way to get caught cheating on your spouse. <laughs> Honestly, if you had to write down the ways. People are always using that term, oh, in the worst way. Yeah. This is actually the worst way to get caught cheating on your wife with uh, your buddy and another woman. Hmm. Plummeting to your death off of a hotel window ledge. What a shame. I can't say I wouldn't do the same thing. Jim, if it was you and I in there. And- <laughs> I think. Come on. <laughs> I might panic too. <laughs> I don't think nobody I'm- can find out about this. <laughs> Where did Jim go? Oh, no, he took all the bed sheets. How am I going to escape? <laughs> <laughs> Rest in peace, MC Kevin. Uh, Jim, a sport right now that's more violent than football has got to be collecting Pokemon cards. <laughs> Global news story. Demand for Pokemon cards has soared during the pandemic, leading to limited supplies and a scorching hot market that is driving some people in North America to erratic and violent behavior. Really? McDonald's is currently including Pokemon cards, special packs with Happy Meals. They had to uh, issue a statement and set a reasonable limit on number of Happy Meals sold per customer because fans have been going to extreme lengths to get them and reselling Pokemon cards online for hundreds of dollars. That, okay, that seems fair game. I mean, if you want to pay for it, why can't you order 20 Happy Meals? Yeah, you'd think they'd be happy about that. Yeah. Um, A number of retailers in the States have stopped selling Pokemon cards altogether because violence has been breaking out between uh, people who are in the store all, all t- trying to catch them all, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the the staff they've been getting violent with staff. Really? So, um, Target says the safety of our guests and our team is top priority. Out of an abundance of caution, we've decided to temporarily suspend the sale of Pokemon trading cards as well as MLB, NFL, and NBA cards within our stores. Hmm. Our guests can, t- can can continue to shop for these cards at Target.com. 
So you can buy them online, but they don't want uh, fights breaking out in the stores. EB Games has done something similar, reduced the number of Pokemon card packs a person can buy online. Really? One per customer. I, I thought you were a Pokemon guy. You don't know what's going on here? Yeah. Well, I'm not a Poke. I, I was a Pokemon guy. Like I knew, like I used to watch the show and play the video game. I, I Sorry, I don't keep tabs on what's going on in the card community these days. But it's it's unbelievable that this Pokemon has stayed relevant for 30 years, so much so that people are still fighting over it. It's crazy. Give me that Charizard. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get it. I, I never, I missed the whole Pokemon craze, so I was never into it. But to me, the whole, someone explained it to me, like now buying packs of cards, it's like playing the lottery where you know that in there there's one rare card that is going to be worth thousands, if not more, and everyone's just buying up these boxes hoping to get these rare cards, mm-hmm. and they'll do anything they can to get them. Yeah, so there, but imagine you like beat the crap out of a kid and you take three of his packages, and it's like you don't even get anything, right? Because like the, the vast majority of the time, you're coming up with just a bunch of Pidgeotos and, you know... Your standard Charmander, worth nothing. Yeah. So you're beating these kids up and basically like getting $8 out of the transaction. I don't know if it's kid on kid violence or there's like a... You think it's adults? I don't know if it's an adult beating up a kid. Well, I'm picturing like teenagers, to be honest. Yeah. I thought you were picturing like the comic book guy from The Simpsons. Just hoofing a 10-year-old. Knocking kids (laughs) out to get, get his cards. It wouldn't surprise me, honestly. In Canada, apparently Pokemon supplies are okay, and we haven't heard of any big fights breaking out this side of the border, (laughs) probably because we're not allowed to go into stores right now. (laughs) But uh, down in the States, yeah, watch your back if you're hunting Pokemon. We've talked on the show uh, many times, unfortunately, about uh, people who break into cars. Overnight while you're sleeping, they'll go check the door handle. They'll get in there and and steal stuff. If they can open your garage, they'll go steal stuff from your garage. We're talking about guys uh, who were working honest day's work and had a bunch of their tools stolen last week. Broad daylight. It's an epidemic. And and you and I always say, Jim, oh, wouldn't you love to catch a guy breaking into your car? Mm Mm-hmm. But in actuality, what would we do? Lose a fight, probably. <laughs> yeah, get our, get our asses handed to us. <laughs> but you do love hearing the stories like this one here about some instant karma when someone's breaking into a car. I guess we should start. Why don't you explain to everyone who Derek Lewis is, Jim? Uh, he's a big, big man in the UFC, like a heavyweight, 6'3", 263 pounds, you, you may know him best as the guy who said my balls was hot <laughs> during, during the interview with Joe Rogan. He does the best after fight interviews. Uh, you got that clip for yeah, everybody? Classic. This went viral a while ago. I'm here with the winner, Derek Lewis. Derek, why'd you take your pants off? My balls was hot. I understand. <laughs> the whole interview is just classic. <laughs> and everybody I thought- come on your show and smoke weed with you, Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. So this guy, he's a character, and he's actually made a great career for himself in the UFC. He's still fighting, and he's doing better than ever. He's a tough mofo. A big man. A yeah. big guy. So he was uh, working out uh, the other day uh, at his gym, and he saw at 9.30 a.m. across the street, a guy was trying to break into his car with a screwdriver. 9.30 in the morning. So he uh, he filmed the guy breaking into the car, and then he filmed after 
And after he showed his bruised knuckles and <laughs> said that mofo was trying to break into my ass. And uh, apparently what he did was he grabbed him, uh, as the as a, as a police officer said, struck him and placed him onto the ground until the police arrived. And, sa- and the police officer said, quote, that's the nicest way to put it. <laughs> so they said they he struck him and placed him on the ground. I'm sure he Very rapidly gently. punched him several times and then body slammed him onto the asphalt. I hope the guy breaking into the car was a UFC fan. So as soon as he turned around, he knew what kind of trouble he was in. I'm sorry, Mr. Lewis. <laughs> oh, no. Not oh, no. my balls are hot, guy. <laughs> oh, no, and it's hot out, too. <laughs> my balls was hot. Where'd they hide it? Yes, it's everyone's favorite game about hiding things. Where'd they hide it? And our contestant is Chris. Hey, Chris. How you doing, man? I'm good. You've got some lotto tickets up for grabs. All you got to do is correctly uh, guess the multiple choice uh, options with where'd they hide it. I've got three stories about people hiding different things for various reasons. Uh, They're all pretty much for the same reason. (laughs) Uh, But uh, you guess where they hid it enough times and you'll be a winner. Now, one of the stories is the Daily Dumper. That means that the person has hid the item in the... uh, in the, in the rear end region would be a way to describe it. Okay? All right. So if you think the story is the Daily Dumper, you got to yell that out before I give you the multiple choice options. Okay? Sounds good. Here we go. First story. Prison guards in Panama noticed something strange about an animal near the jail and discovered it was being used to smuggle drugs to the inmates. Where'd they hide it? Was the animal a dog with a little purse? <laughs> Was it a bird with a little suitcase, or was it a cat with a little backpack? (laughs) Oh, man, I'm going to go with the latter, the cat with the backpack. Backpack cat is correct. Oh, I was hoping suitcase bird. (laughs) Late for its flight, dragging (laughs) that thing behind it. (laughs) Suitcase filled with cocaine. This is something that they uh, have been on the lookout for because they've been tying little backpacks to cats. Wow. And then the inmates will have uh, some sort of snack and try to lure them into the prison with the snack. Uh, but they're on to them. I like that we live in an age where there's cats with backpacks backs, and also drones that are dropping drugs in over fences. Yeah. Like technology and nature simultaneously. Absolutely. I mean, you don't even need to cut open a football and fill it with cocaine, throw it over the wall anymore. So many <laughs> options. To be alive. So many options. This may be the most Canadian... Where'd they hide it ever? Back in April, the RCMP in Manitoba seized about 480 grams of illicit dried cannabis that was trying to be smuggled after they got tipped off. Where'd they hide it? Was the illicit cannabis hidden in craft dinner boxes, <laughs> in cans of Molson, or in tins of maple syrup? I'll go with the latter again, the maple syrup. You're going maple syrup. You're incorrect. This is kind of genius. It was in craft dinner boxes. They just took out the, the cheesy powder and they put the marijuana in there instead. In the bag. With the noodles still in there. Oh. And they were shipping cases of craft dinner with weed instead of cheese powder. Um, but they got caught. Wow. That was a good one. Yeah. Well, it was. It was a good one. <laughs> Imagine getting one of those KD packages. I'd be like, oh, wait. 
This is even better. <laughs> this is a good compromise. And then you eat the entire case of pasta. <laughs> then you'd be so fine. Okay, last story here. 48-year-old man in Lakeland, Florida, near Tampa, was arrested Monday morning for a DUI. After he was detained, the arresting officer noticed he was squirming in the backseat of the cruiser, attempting to hide a small amount of cocaine. Where'd they hide it? Daily Dumper. He's going Daily Dumper, and absolutely that is the Daily Dumper. a boy. Cops described the man as a mess. He had a white powdery substance on his nose. There was a strong smell of whiskey on his breath. The deputy asked him to get out of his vehicle. He forgot to put the car in park, and it rolled forward without him in it. <laughs> but he did remember he had a little more coke in his, in his pocket, and he tried to put it into the pocket that God gave him. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.